0: Hello and welcome to Macpreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schreurs and here we go for today's episode. So, in today's show, I'll make my best help you choose which MacBook to buy for your business. This is the second of a three-part series where I explore the different Macs that Apple offers at the beginning of 2019. If you haven't listened to the previous episode yet, pause this one and download episode 29 as I go through a series of questions that will help you decide whether you'd be better off with a laptop or a desktop Mac. Last time I said that Apple was offering three types of laptops, the MacBook, the MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro, when in fact there are really six different MacBook models to choose from. So, but before exploring the pros and cons of all those MacBook models, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the MacPoner podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the Macpreneur Tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me and I would love to have your feedback by shooting me an email at damien at macpreneur.com. Because I want to help you make the most of your Apple gear, even between episodes, I've prepared 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. Among other things, you'll learn how to operate your device faster and tame notifications, which will make you more productive on the long run. To sign up for this free email course, just visit macpreneurcom forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topic. At the top of the show, I mentioned that Apple is offering six MacBook models. And actually, here they are. So there's the 12-inch MacBook the 13-inch MacBook Air without Retina screen, the 13-inch MacBook Air with Retina screen and Touch ID, a 13-inch MacBook Pro without Touch Bar and Touch ID, the same 13-inch MacBook Pro but with a Touch Bar and Touch ID, and finally, the 15-inch MacBook Pro which only comes with Touch Bar and Touch ID. Now, in in order to prepare for this show, I've created a table with all those uh, MacBook models as well as their price in three different configurations. So the the cheapest option one can buy and and what you get for that, Uh, what I consider a good standard configuration for most people, that is 512 GB of internal storage and 16 GB of RAM. And finally, how much it can cost when maxing out all the specs. Everything that you can do, the maximum price for the machine. You'll find this table in the show notes available at macpointer.com forward slash episode 30. Now, here is how I have structured uh, today's episode. I will go through each MacBook model. So, from the least powerful one to the most powerful one. And for each, I will give you the pros and cons, as well as the kind of professional I believe should consider buying it. So, let's start with the 12 inch MacBook. A uh, big advantage is it's the smallest and the lightest of all the models. So, it has a less, it has two pounds, less than one kilogram. There is no fan, which means that it's super quiet, and it has a retina screen. So gorgeous, uh, yeah, gorgeous, and and very nice looking screen. The disadvantages is that to achieve this and a good battery life, um, it has also the least powerful CPU. It has only one port and it's a USB-C so if you have a lot of things that you need to connect to you will need a lot of dongles. It doesn't have Touch ID uh, authentication and it has the the butterfly keyboard so for some people it's a keyboard which which has less travel than the uh, previous uh, generations and so for some people if they have to type a lot it it may not be a, a good option. It doesn't uh, support eGPU out-of-the-box because it has only Thunderbolt 2 and for eGPU you need a Thunderbolt 3 Plus uh, uh, High Sierra. Uh, It can only drive one 4K display. It's already good, it can drive a 4K display, but you're limited to one. And given all those limitations, It's quite pricey because it starts at $1,300 for the 256GB SSD and 8GB of of memory. And it can go up to almost $2,000 if you you max it out. So for whom is this 12-inch MacBook? Well, for professionals who travel a lot and do lightweight work like uh, email, safari, uh, they do a little bit of office or numbers or keynote or things like that. And they prefer to have a keyboard and mouse or keyboard and, and touchpad uh, uh, method rather than a touchscreen with an Apple Pencil support that they could have with the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. And also, they don't need to physically connect the computer a lot. Maybe they have one cable when they arrive at the at the office where they have their external display. But that's it. It's, uh, yeah. The, that's the kind of, uh, of usage you can do with, with this MacBook. For traveling, uh, it's perfect. The second model is the 13-inch MacBook Air but the old generation, so the one without Retina screen and without Touch ID. The big advantages is that it keeps the old USB-A port and it has an uh, SDXC card reader. So if you have if you take pictures with uh, on an SD card and you often have to plug and uh, import photos from the SD card that's built in to, into the laptop. It is lightweight. It is uh, a little bit less than 3 pounds, 1.35 kilos. And it's the cheapest MacBook you can buy. Starting price is uh, less than $1,000, $999 and goes up to maximum 1549 dollars it has a a very good battery life 12 hours battery life well actually the whole range has a very good battery life and it has the older generation keyboard key so it has more travel and for some people it's more, it's better to use that keyboard than than the newest one, and it's the last MacBook that still has the MagSafe connector, so the connector that magnetically attaches to the side of the of the the MacBook Air, which means that uh, it's l- less prone to <laughs> make the, the MacBook fly in the room if you, by mistake, you <coughs> you take the cable with you um, so that's that's uh, something to to think about a big disadvantage is it's an older cpu that you can find <coughs> on the line it doesn't have a retina screen so if you're used to a retina screen on your on an iMac for instance or your iPad then you may see see clearly that uh, yeah it's a lower resolution uh, screen it doesn't have Touch ID and also a big big uh, drawback for a lot of professional it's limited to 8 gigs of RAM there is no other options you cannot upgrade the RAM on that old uh, MacBook Air it's also limited to 512 gigabyte of storage and it can only drive one and it's not even a full 4K display, it's a UHD display. So it's a 38, 3840 by 2160 pixels. It's good, it's a, at least you can drive an external display, but you're limited to, to one. So for whom is this, uh, this MacBook Air? But for professionals who want to spend the least amount of money, and do the same kind of work that somebody who would buy the 12-inch MacBook. So email, surfing, office documents. In addition, they want to keep built-in access to, the, to an SD card reader, and they want to keep, uh, They don't want to buy dongles and be able to connect directly their old USB-A hard drives and, and uh, accessories. So the next one is the 13-inch MacBook Air with Retina Screen and Touch ID. So this one was introduced uh, late uh, last year, late 2018. And uh, it's really, finally, a MacBook Air that comes with this Retina Screen. And also, which is great, it has a, a Touch ID sensor uh, a button with the touch ID sensor but it doesn't have the touch bar like the MacBook Pro so i will say yeah for me it it's really it looks like it's the the perfect device because i'm not so keen on the on the touch uh, on the touch bar but i really like the idea of having touch ID in a laptop it is even lighter slightly lighter than the the predecessor so it's 2.75 pounds and uh, it's also a little bit thinner so 0.6 inch or 1.56 centimeters uh, uh, height Um, so it has the retina screen as i said touch ID authentication it keeps the traditional function keys and and what I'm using a lot is actually the escape key, and knowing that the escape key will always be at the same place, and that I can feel is something that uh, reassures me. It can have up to one point five terabyte of internal storage. It's uh, there is no other MacBook that offers uh, that that option. It's uh, usually either one terabyte or two terabyte. This one goes up to one point five terabyte it has Thunderbolt three so it can drive an external GPU and it can actually drive one five k display or up to two four k displays in addition to the built in display and actually that's entering as as you will see a little bit later this uh, this is entering MacBook pro territory because that was one of the features of the 13-inch MacBook Pro is that you could drive uh, exactly the same kind of external display. The disadvantages: it has only two ports and they are USB-C. Uh, it has also now the butterfly keyboard. So again, less travel, uh, somewhat prone to uh, getting stuck if you, if you eat and if there are crumbs and so on. Uh, it has a fan uh, so unlike the 12-inch MacBook, the 13-inch MacBook Air has a fan and, so, and I can tell from experience that when the fan is, is starting it can be quite noisy and it is uh, limited to 16 gigabytes of RAM. So you can upgrade. So the, the, the base model starts with uh, 8GB of RAM. You can upgrade, but maximum to 16 So again, it's also for professionals who mainly do office type work. Uh, and they do not mind having only Two ports, the butterfly keyboard and occasional uh, fan, fan noises. Next one, it's the 13-inch MacBook Pro without touch bar and touch ID. Now here we just at the 3 pounds, so 1.37 kilos mark. It's uh, roughly the same thickness as the, th- the newest uh, 13-inch MacBook Air. And uh, on paper, it, it looks a lot the same, actually. So it has Thunderbolt uh, 3 ports. Now, uh, it, it has the function, uh, the physical function keys. It can drive the same one 5K display or up to 2 4K displays. Now, what it has compared to the 13-inch MacBook Air with a Retina screen is that it has roughly 30% better graphics uh, performance. Now the disadvantages is, compared to the newest MacBook Air is that it doesn't have Touch ID and like the MacBook Air, the the newest MacBook Air it has a butterfly keyboard and only two USB-C ports. It's limited to 16 gigs of RAM and that's quite funny actually. So the if, as the whereas the the newest MacBook Air can go up to 1.5 terabyte of, of SSD. The 13-inch the MacBook Pro without Touch Bar and Touch ID, it is limited to 1 terabyte of storage. So, so on paper, it's very similar to the new MacBook Air with slightly better graphics performance, but it still has a better screen. So the, the, the it has more brightness and it's if you need to look at uh, f- photos or do some video work and so on the MacBook Pro, the 13-inch MacBook Pro screen will be uh, better than the 13-inch uh, MacBook Air with Retina so at only $100 more than the new uh, MacBook Air i'd say it's it's really for amateur for the amateur photographers or videographers whose budget is below now if you have a budget above $2,000 then for me there is no reason to go for with that model then there's the 13 inch MacBook Pro with touch bar and touch ID it's the same weight the same thickness all the same in addition to the other MacBook Pro it has touch ID And actually, it has a better CPU than the MacBook Pro without Touch Bar. So the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar has a quad-core CPU and also has a better graphics processor than the MacBook Pro without Touch Bar. And unlike the MacBook Pro without Touch Bar, this one has four Thunderbolt 3 ports and it's upgradable up to 2TB of internal storage. So, as you can, as you can see, <coughs> it's a much better a proposition, a value proposition than the 13-inch MacBook Pro without a touch bar. Now, the limitations of that one is still... It has a butterfly keyboard and it is limited to 16 GB of RAM. So for whom is this MacBook Pro? I would say it's for professional graphic designers, photographers, videographers or app developers that are looking for a lightweight and a portable solution. So it's uh, at around three pounds and yeah, thin and light. It's something that you can manage to take with you quite uh, if you travel a lot. The last model in the line is the 15-inch MacBook Pro. This one is at uh, four pounds or 1.83 kilograms and roughly the same thickness, 0.6 inches, 1.55 centimeters. So like the 13-inch MacBook Pro with touch bar and touch ID, it has four Thunderbolt 3 ports. It has touch ID authentication. Now it has much better cpu it has a six core cpu and better graphics processor than the 13 inch macbook pro uh, and it has more internal gpu options so that you can upgrade at the time of purchase it's upgradable up to four terabytes of internal storage and this one is the only one that can go up to 32 gigabyte of ram it has obviously a larger screen and it can drive two 5K displays and four 4K displays. So really, that that's the machine that 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 you want to buy if you want to be like uh, <laughs> Mr. Spock <laughs> in the in the series. And huh? it's like, yeah, you will have all those displays. The disadvantages: it's uh, obviously it's a little bit heavier. And bulkier than the 13-inch model and like the 13-inch model it has the the butterfly keyboard so for whom is it for again it's also for professional graphic designers photographers videographers app developers looking for the most powerful laptop possible and occasionally needing this power when they are traveling or if they are working between multiple sites So in conclusions, with six models to choose from, and especially since the addition of the 13-inch Retina MacBook Air with Touch ID, it is not that easy now to decide which MacBook to buy unless you know you need robust computing power. If you don't know whether or not you need this power, it's easy, you don't. And in this case, you should limit yourself to choosing between the 12-inch MacBook and the 13-inch uh, MacBook Air, either the old one or the new one. Talking about of power, um, an application, an example of application who needs that needs a lot of CPU power is HandBrake. So HandBrake is, conver- is converting uh, video files between formats, and that is very CPU intensive. Uh, applications that are GPU intensive are things that uh, do like uh, 3D or VR applications and also if you want to be able to do some video editing and you want to see the, the raw footage and, and all those things then you need all, uh, a lot of GPU power. Now, if you, if you, as I said, if you don't need that If you want portability, quietness at all costs, you don't want any noise. If you're you're visiting clients a lot, for instance, then the 12-inch MacBook is the right choice. Now, if cost is your number one criteria and if you're doing lightweight uh, office work and for some reason you need a full desktop OS, then you can go with the 13-inch MacBook Air without retina screen knowing also all the limitations now but if you can spare between $1500 and $2000 then your best bet for me is the new 13-inch Retina MacBook Air as you as i as i explained it has now it is entering MacBook Pro territory but with a little little less power yeah less power than than the macbook pro if you need as much cpu power as possible then the macbook pro is the obvious choice and then you need to decide whether portability is more important than raw power and the internal amount of uh, the, the amount of internal storage that you can put in it So if you need occasional bursts of graphical power when you're at the office, then you could be happy actually hooking up an external GPU either to the 13-inch MacBook Pro without Touch ID or the latest Retina MacBook Air with Touch ID. They both are lightweight with a Retina screen and they have uh, physical function keys. Now it's up to you to decide whether having Touch ID is worth a slight reduction in CPU and uh, graphics capabilities. Now, for professionals needing as much power as possible, the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar and Touch ID is a no-brainer. And for those who absolutely need 32 gigs of RAM, then there's only one choice, it's the 15-inch model. Otherwise, it will depend whether you prefer portability over screen real estate so that's it for today I hope you found this episode useful and it helped you choose which Macbook would be most suitable for your particular needs as usual a transcript of this episode and all the links will be in the show notes available at macprono.com forward slash episode 30 where you're more than welcome to provide feedback in the comments section. Actually, I'd love to know which kind of Mac and MacBook you have right now and if you're thinking of upgrading it in the near future. In the next episode, I'll go through the different kinds of Mac desktop that uh, Apple offers and help you choose which one would be the best for your business. And until then, I'm Damien Schreuz. Wishing you a great day. Hold on. I'm thinking of creating my very first online course aimed at helping entrepreneurs tackle a specific problem that I've noticed time and time again on their Apple devices. So if you'd like to know before anyone else what it could be about, shoot me an email at damien at mapple.com.